What was that? I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. No, tell me right now, what was that? <laughs> your grace and your job. You're great with it. You're great with it. I would have nothing if I didn't have you. I watched, I found that video in college and I What did I watch? You're great with it. Wait, when was this uploaded? One month time. Six years ago? I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this even lower. <laughs> You can, you just, what, you know how, how to, you know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Do you want, do you want me to do it? I guess, I don't remember what I'm doing. No, I believe in you. You can do it. Here, here, let's give her some time. Okay. You can start whenever you want. I don't remember what we say, because we already have the, pre- <laughs> I promise I'm okay. It's all yours. Okay. Oh, I'm CJ. Hi. Um, we watched a movie this week. Yeah, we did. We did. It's called uh, Enchanted. Yeah. It's part of our musical mania. We are pounding on all of them, leading up to the granddaddy of them all, December 20th. Oh my god. I'm sorry I'm so weird. I had too much coffee and then I watched a funny video and now I'm like all out of sorts. I have the Nancy Reagan painting staring at me and Jeff Probst cardboard cutout as well. So I'm a little wacky. They're here for support. And we have a guest today. Also for our support. (laughs) I can't protect you from Nancy Reagan though. I'm just going to leave that all up to Jeff. (laughs) God. Katie Sturger, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Out of all the movies that you could have picked from 2007, you picked, you you decided to join Enchanted. Yes. Why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Saying it like it's a bad thing. So I have a, I saw Enchanted a lot when I was younger. Like I'm talking like, (laughs) like just kept watching the DVD over and over. Like I remember all the little funny bits that I would be like, haha, I remember, like this is really funny. Like the, the whole bus bit. And, like, Edward being like, thank you, Magic Mirror, and then he kisses the television. So good. <laughs> so good. To my however old I was self, that was hilarious. <laughs> so you've seen it a lot. Yes. Alexa? I've quite I've seen it quite a lot. I really liked it. So 
Uh, fun fact, this was the first movie I ever saw by myself about my parents. What do you mean? So, like in theaters? Yes, in theaters. <gasps> so Ooh. I had uh, one of my best friends growing up named Haley. She and I loved to go see movies together. And we would always, you know, have one of our parents chaperoning. But my mom told me, uh, I can't stay with you. I'm busy. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And then we picked up Haley. And then I remember being like, I can't tell Haley because what if Haley's mom finds out and she's like, oh my gosh, I can't go see the movie either. And then you guys can't see the movie. So I hid it from her. Ooh. And then we went, we got to the movies and my mom dropped us off. Then she was like, okay, bye. Uh, and we were like, and Haley was like, uh, where's your mom going? And I was like, we're seeing the movie by ourselves. And we were like, giddy. We were like, <laughs> we're so cool. We were 12. Like, we're seeing a movie by ourselves. And it was very exciting. It was a very exciting moment the first time you ever see a movie by yourself without your parents. And it was enchanted. I'm glad you have that memory. I do. I watched this movie once. <laughs> but I definitely didn't feel like it. You guys have so many good memories of this movie. Yeah. Guys, they were singing along the entire time. And the only thing I took out from remembering the movie was that she came out of a sewer. That was it. That's all I remembered. In in the context of us watching this movie, both Alexa and I were Giselle and CJ was Robert Robert. being like, they know the words. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. To all, for all we know, CJ could have just seen TMNT and just remembered turtles coming out of the sewer. <laughs> Good point, yeah. But, no, I definitely saw the movie. I saw it once, we rented it from a pizza place, and that was it. And I never touched it again. But, I liked it. This was a fun time. Yeah, so good. And it's so good. So we can, we can get into the meat of things, but first, we have to go over the plot. Yes. The plot... <laughs> We start in cartoons. Yes. yes. <laughs> As one does. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is 2D animated like it's a like it's a Disney movie. This is a Disney movie, by the way. <laughs> I love Disney pictures. Um, so the first, I don't know, like 10 minutes of the movie is all hand-drawn. Chef it's kiss. beautiful. Beautiful hand-drawn mm-hmm. animation. Um, and we open on Giselle, who's our main character. She's a princess. No. Well, uh, a wannabe princess. Yeah, yeah. She's just some she's, random person. She's just a random girl living in the forest without shoes. Able to sing and talk to friends. animals. Really living the dream, honestly. <laughs> I wish I had that life. Uh, just dreaming about meeting a prince and having true love's kiss. And then she gets into some shenanigans with a troll and... James Marsden <laughs> as Prince Edward comes and saves her and they fall in love and they're to be married in the morning as fairy tale movies go. <laughs> Prince Edward's stepmother, Nerissa, wants to get rid of her and I guess get rid of Edward mm-hmm. uh, because she wants to be queen forever. She doesn't want to be dethroned. Uh, so she pushes uh, Giselle into a wishing well and then she gets transported into New York where she meets Patrick Dempsey, <laughs> McDreamy Mc, himself, Dr. McDreamy himself, and McDreamy's daughter, and they take her in like a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, can we talk? Okay, hard yeah. stop. I want to stop right there. 
That was the first big strike. Yeah, mm-hmm. big red flag. No New Yorker's gonna do that. No, so they see Giselle, poor fucking Giselle. She's like on a billboard for a for some a sort casino. Of, for a casino that has like a castle and she's knocking on it looking for help. Wearing a huge white wedding dress. Huge mm-hmm. white wedding dress. That dress looked like it was a thousand pounds, but it was so great. Um and Patrick Dempsey's daughter is like, oh my gosh, there's a princess, and dives out of the taxi cab. <laughs> she just gets out and what? starts wait, going, which wait. stranger danger. Why wasn't the taxi locked? There's no child locks? Apparently not. I guess New York. not. <laughs> yeah, anything happens in New York. So she's like, I'm going to get out. And Patrick Dempsey's like, no, and then gets out to get her. And then Giselle falls, he catches her. And instead of being like, Bye, goodbye, or even before that, her, his daughter runs out. He grabs the daughter, puts her back in the taxi cab, and is like, drives away. <laughs> Peace. He's like, oh, I'm going to take this. I guess I'll take this woman in with me for the night. Like, what fucking New Yorker? Who does that? Uh, we're not even from New York. We are from fake New York. <laughs> we're New York adjacent. We're New York adjacent. And even when we go into the city and something weird's going on, you just keep walking. You're like, I don't know. It's one of those parts in the movie, like, when you were younger, you're just like, oh, that's so romantic. He, like, picked her up after she fell off a billboard. And now, like, when you're in your 20s, you're like, that's she, dangerous. She was tripping on acid. Yeah, yeah like, she could have been, like, on drugs. She, I'm sorry, but not only did he let her into his home uh, but he had a young daughter six years like, old he's like oh you're gonna you're, you know stay in my room tonight for safety no <laughs> you call the police you lunatic <laughs> you don't there's so much wrong because once they're in the apartment she falls asleep on the couch and like oh my god and patrick Dempsey's like he's like oh no that's unacceptable and goes to wake her up and then sees that she's sleeping peacefully and he's like oh <sighs> She's so beautiful. I feel bad for her. Like, Patrick Dempsey, hello? Uh, Stranger danger, you have a child here. And before this, we get a scene where we clearly see that Patrick Dempsey has a girlfriend for five years. Yes. And that he's planning to propose to her finally. Finally. And he told it, told this information to his daughter. Yes. It was a whole thing. She's like, he's gonna, she's gonna move in. Mm-hmm. But once you got this crackhead in your house, sleeping <laughs> on the bed, that changed everything. It changed everything. Ruined my whole relationship for five years. I'm marrying this random woman on the couch. Yeah. It's because she was a redhead. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as this is happening, um, James Marsden comes in to New York and he's like, I'm going to save Giselle. And uh, we have a recurring Every comedy in 2007 character. Dun, dun, dun. Our friend, the Rat Man. <laughs> Say his real name. Timothy Spall. You are, I am impressed that you knew it. Thank you. From Sweeney Todd. He's back, baby. He worked this year. Yo, this year? <laughs> My man's was working his little rat ass off, dude. He is typecasted as all hell, but it's doing him wonders. He no. was in Sweeney Todd. He was in Enchanted. He was in one of Harry Potter uh, movies in 2007. Yes. I don't know which one. I don't one. think it was the. I don't think it was the Harry Potter movie in 2007. It was Goblet of Fire. Ah, uh, rats. Yeah. But he was in the other ones was too. He? Yeah, but was he in Order of the Phoenix? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. The, late, the later Harry Potter movies, I don't watch as hey. much because they make me sad. Hey guys, let's just pretend he was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in it. Yeah. He was working. <laughs> he was getting paid. So, okay? so far, the, the three movie club in 2007 <laughs> is Ratman. Hell yeah, Timothy Spall. 
uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? Because she was in uh, Happily Never After, TMNT, and which other one was Southland she? Southland Tales. Southland Tales. We'll get to Southland Tales one day. Yes. And <laughs> has there any? Has there been any other actor that we know of that is part Not of the? Uh, James Marston, because he's going to be in Hairspray. Who was well, he also in before? I don't know. He's he might not be in the three. Oh, we're, so that's two. We're just gonna have to find out. But so far, the three person club is a uh, the hottest dance club in New York, starring <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar <laughs> and Timothy Small. What a combo! What a combo, Ooh. Chris. Anyway, <laughs> let's carry on with the plot. Where were we? Carry on with the plot. Um, next the prince day, comes out. Yes, yes, he's causing all sorts of mayhem. He's fighting a bus. He's stabbing. Almost killed an old woman. Almost yeah. killed an old woman. He gets in a fight with a bus lady, which again, like I know it's New York, but no bus lady is going to see a sword coming out and be like, I'm going to defend my bus. No, she's going to say, let's get away from she's this sword wielding maniac. No, she's just going to keep driving. Honestly, she's just going to keep driving. So people that have never seen this movie might think that this prince is a pretty bad guy. Because no. he's doing, he's no. stabbing buses, almost killing old ladies. No, he's just di- beautifully naive. Yes, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. Naive. Both mm-hmm. of them are. Oh, uh, they yes. are. Giselle and and the prince. And yes. in a way, Nathaniel as well. Yes. Our rat man. Uh, so the next day, Giselle wakes up and she's like, "Let me tidy up the house." She <laughs> calls. She calls out to the animals in the way that she does. She goes, "Ha ah, ah, ha." Ah, and then all of the animals, the, the flora and fauna of New York City come into the apartment. But if you've ever been to New York City, the flora and fauna are rats, pigeons, mice, flies, and cockroaches. <laughs> then they, she sings the happy working song, and they clean up the apartment. Like, what? Which, by the way, what? that apartment, the night before... Did not look that bad. No. And then she wakes up and it looks like Patrick Dempsey threw a fucking rager while she was sleeping. There's like trash everywhere and clothes and like dishes. It's a cute song though. I like that yeah. she calls them vermin. <laughs> but they're friends. She's like, vermin. She's like, well, it's always good to make new, new friends. friends. Uh, so, and then Patrick, um, Patrick Dempsey's daughter comes out by herself to the stranger. And she's like, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey, maybe you should have gotten your child a hotel or something. I don't <laughs> or know. Or not have this woman in your house. And then he's like, oh, you cleaned up. And she's like, yes. Yeah. And then she like takes a shower. Oh my God. No, he, sees, he sees all the vermin on all he does of that. Yes. He, he opens kicks. a door and they all run and scamper He out. like kicks a bunch of rats. <laughs> like fucking boom, kicks them. He's like carrying rats and like by their tails, which I didn't like. That was Aww. mean. Rats are cute. <laughs> They're cute and fat. Uh, also, the uh, fun fact about the movie: the uh, real animals that they that uh, they had in that scene were only the pigeons and the rats. Hmm. They pray. Yeah, I'm the giant rat that makes all of the rules. Uh, Anyway, so then Giselle decides it's time to take a shower. Oh yeah! And so Patrick Dempsey just opens the bathroom door. Opens the bathroom door, like obviously she's showering, dude. Yeah, like she, like like, was running. All right, to give give him some some background, he's trying to find out where this woman is right now because she just had all these. 
filthy, disgusting animals around the house. Yes. So she cleaned the house, and now it's time to clean herself. And yeah. so she, he opens the door, and she is butt naked. <laughs> oh my and god! Two birds come and fly and give her a towel. Give her a towel, but like if the birds were not there, Giselle was perfectly fine just walking out <laughs> totally naked. She's like, "Oh, Robert, hello! I'm so naked." So innocent. Honestly. She's a tree woman. That yeah. must be her a tree culture. woman. Yeah, like she didn't have neighbors to worry she about. She probably neighbors. just walked around butt naked the yeah. whole time. Listen, this bitch didn't have shoes. <laughs> and she's walking around the forest. She was a nudist. Yeah. She was a nudist. There you go. Yes. Uh, so she, shenanigans happen, and she's like, this shower is so magical, and it's very adorable, and Amy Adams is incredibly beautiful. And then, um, Idina Menzel comes Idina in. Idina Menzel. Who I have, I just don't understand. You have beef. We all have beef. I need to, I need to talk to 2007. <laughs> hey, two, hey, 2007. Hey. We know that we talked to you about the uh, the housing crisis before, yeah. but we have another we have another talk oh, to have. Oh, we're leaning in. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. Two thousand seven is a little oh, shy. Yes. Come no, it's, we're not we're not gonna hurt you. Uh, we just want to say, you you have a movie called Enchanted. Yes. It's a musical. Mm-hmm. Two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and you decide to cast Adina Mazel. Yes. Great choice. Who you know, as we all know, has done Rent and Wicked at this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she can sing. Yes, very Two, well. 2000, no, no, it's okay. 2007? Why didn't you give her any songs in a musical that she was casted in? She's Idina Menzel. Seriously. She, like, like, guys, she doesn't sing at all. This bitch is Elsa now. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Idina Menzel. It's like, all right. She doesn't need a song. We got Maureen from Rent. We got Alphaba. a fucking Elphaba from Wicked. A beautiful singer can hear her belting in Wicked, like she's belting her little heart out, and they're yeah. like, let's not give her any give songs her song. to Nothing. sing. They did write a song for her and James Marsden to sing. Wouldn't that have been beautiful? Wait, but they didn't even make it! Wait a minute. Yeah. Something just occurred to me, because Stephen Schwartz was like the lyricist. Yes. He already worked with Idina Menzel on yes. Wicked. Yes, what a fucking idiot! What happened there? What happened is right. Mistakes Kevin, were made. We watched the deleted scenes and the director, Kevin Lima, was like, hi, I'm director Kevin Lima. Here are the, de- de- the deleted scenes and here's why I deleted them. But he didn't explain why he deleted the song that Idina was supposed to sing. We didn't even get to hear it. We didn't Mm-mm. even get to hear it. So, Kevin! So, 2007, that, that's my one little my one little disagreement with you this time around. You this made a mistake. Time. You need to learn. We'll let we'll let it slide for now. Let's just continue on with the plot. 2007. So Idina Menzel. Yes, Idina Menzel continue. comes in because she's like, we're going to have grown-up girl bonding time with the daughter so that, you know, we can get more comfortable with each other because Robert wants me to live with them. I'm gonna be your stepmother. Yes. So everything's gonna be fine. She walks into the apartment and then who happens to just accidentally trip and stumble over each other and fall on top of each other is just... This gorgeous woman. Robert and this gorgeous ah. woman in a towel. And and, and Idina Menzel's like, rightfully, like, who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And Giselle's like, oh, hello. I'm Giselle. <laughs> I'm Giselle. Yeah. The shower is such a wonderful place. And she's like, I'm sure the shower's fucking wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and then she leaves.
please, obviously, uh, yeah, rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And Robert's like, you ruined everything. And then Giselle makes makes clothes out of his curtains. And <laughs> oh he's like, God. you've especially ruined everything. I am angry. Have you ever felt angry before? No, I haven't, because I'm Amy Ann. Uh, Amy Adams. <laughs> I'm Giselle, and I've never felt any... This is just Julie, Judy Garland that I'm doing. <laughs> So what happens next? So, is this when we get Ratman shenanigans? So Ratman, Ratman shenanigans happen, and it turns out that um, the evil queen is like, I want you, Ratman, to kill Giselle because she's threatening my stance as queen. So she gives him three poison apples. Oh, so yeah. he has three chances to kill her, yes. which is three more than he deserves. Three more, yeah. It's like a video game, only he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, Robert tries to like find uh, Giselle like a way out of there. Like he's like, let's try to find like a bus or a plane or anything, and to get you the fuck out of my life. And in the end, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. And he just like sends her on her merry way. She, and- he's like, here's some money. Go find a train, plane, or automobile, and find your boyfriend because I just can't do it anymore. And she's mm-hmm. like, which he, he, you know, is very generous. As him yeah, to do, yeah. But he should have just left her alone scenes immediately, ago. Immediately, immediately, should never even interacted with a crazy woman and then like danger danger you have a child he gives her this money and he sees her walk off and he turns away and then he fucking turns back and then Giselle's (laughs) giving the the old lady who was attacked by by Prince Edward like eighty (laughs) dollars and she's like thank you he's she's seen Edward and the old lady's like he tried to kill me (laughs) and then Patrick Dempsey's like what he's like all right fine I guess I have to take care of you more which you're not obligated to do no but it is at that point that we see one of the best scenes in the movie oh my god what was the song called again that's how you know oh yeah that's how you know Oh, it's the best. And it's this whole spectacle, like, through Central Park, and, like, Giselle needs, like, everyone there, like, people getting married, like, old people in the park, like... A play A play. People on stilts. I've only been to Central Park once, strangely enough, since I, like, even though I live, like, close to the city and I go there all the time, I don't really do touristy things when Mm -mm. I'm there. So I only went to Central Park once, and it was to get to a concert, and it was dark, and I didn't really know what was going on. (laughs) Um, So I'm very disappointed to learn by CJ that this doesn't happen daily. Yeah, no, there's just a lot of mud (laughs) from my experience. Oh, that's very upsetting. I wanted people on crazy stilts. I didn't see those. And and reggae singers on steel drums. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see those either. No? play what about people in boats uh <laughs> i did see uh police officer horses those are okay 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 so it's something yeah they did shit <laughs> okay but you know they what that reminds me of remember an elf when the, the horses attacked santa claus and santa claus like the central park rangers, rangers. <laughs> what year did elf come out i think like 2003 2000 i don't know we were okay google <laughs> What year did Elf come out? Elf came out in the United States of America wow. on November 7th, 2003. 2003? Oh, wow. 2003. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Thank you, Google. Anyway, the Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> also, during this dance number is one of the best parts ever put to film. 
So Edward is wandering around Central Park trying to find Giselle, and he hears her singing, and he's like, Giselle! Giselle! And then he, I'm coming, my love! And then he jumps off, like, a small bridge, and he starts singing, and then he immediately gets run over by, like, people on bikes. Bicyclists! <laughs> but he gets run over by half the Tour de France! This man has some great comedic timing. He's so good. He's that extremely was, extra, but it was valid. That was, like, the scene in the yes, trailers. I yes. will never forget. It was so funny. I love that scene. That whole scene is good. That apparently, because they shot the majority of this scene uh, on location in the city, and that Central Park scene took 17 days to film because the weather was just, like, not on their side, and they just had to keep filming it. And it was also choreographed by the same guy who choreographed Moulin Rouge. So. It came out great, though, so yeah, they did really a great good. job. I also really like that, like, Patrick Dempsey's standing there, like, oh, yeah. like, he's like, oh, I'm too cool for this. Oh, this is silly. But, like, dude... Not only is everybody singing the same song, <laughs> but everybody knows the same choreography. It's and incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to help you. She sings this song because she wants to help Robert rekindle his love with Idina Menzel, mm-hmm. whose name is Nancy. Pelosi. Pelosi. No, it's actually Nancy Tremaine, <laughs> like Lady Tremaine from uh, Cinderella. Totally did not write that down. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, so she, she gets like these flowers with these doves and she sings to the doves and she's like, take these to Nancy, please. And then Patrick Dempsey's like, they're birds. How do you know that they're going to get them there? I'm like, buddy, she sang and birds came. By this point, you should not be surprised at anything she does. She's like, how do the birds know? How do the birds know where to find her? Buddy. That's not the first question that you ask. You've seen these animals clean up your apartment. You've seen this whole music number take place. Like, this is the third his time. his biggest problem is like, oh, how the birds going to find him? That's kind of weird. But they do. They do. They yeah. find him. And then for it some... Works. Listen, I'm so sorry, but Nancy took him back way too young. Oh. Oh, yeah, she's like, oh, he sent me flowers. It's so amazing. And also, we're going to a ball. Oh, are we really so spontaneous? I'm like, girl, dump him. (laughs) Dump him. (laughs) And so after that is some more rat shenanigans. Because during this scene. Rat man shenanigans. Rat man kept dressing up in different characters. Mm. Mm-hmm. How could I forget? Oh my yes. gosh. And so in this one, while they're prancing about uh, Central Park, he, he is a worker <laughs> like at a... Caramel a... apple salesman? Yes. Like a snack cart? Yes. The weirdest accent. He's like, would you like a caramel apple? Like he's going to throw <laughs> up at any moment. He doesn't sound like he's a real... Take apple. the apple. He doesn't speak in a real accent. He speaks in the accent that people try to do when they try to imitate an accent. Yeah. It was very bad. And so he, she takes the apple and they're like, oh, free thing. He goes, he's free. Free caramel apple. For pretty lady. For pretty lady. So she takes it and then um, just flings it. Robert is like, true love doesn't exist. She goes, well, of course it does. And like throws it and lands on a bicyclist. Helmet and it just starts like sizzling and it's smoking. Terrifying. And then after the musical sequence, you see him like running in pain, and he's like, ah, because the poison apple burnt through his helmet and burned his scalp, and he has a big bald spot. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> And after that, what happens after that, guys? They, they go to this pizza place. Uh, is that the next scene? Yes. Oh, wait. No. Is it pizza scene? Yes, it's the pizza scene. Yes, it's the pizza scene. Yes. Okay. Pizza scene. Let's hear the pizza scene. <laughs> they don't eat the pizza, guys. They, no, Just they don't FYI. eat pizza. They left the pizza there. Nobody touched the pizza. 
So oh. yeah, they go. They have they. This scene, I I want to talk about. <laughs> Let me paint the picture. They're at a, a restaurant, Italian restaurant, where it's apparently fancy. Yes, but and it didn't look very fancy. No, but they said like it a was. John's Pizza kind of yeah. place, like, like a Papa know. John's. No, no, <laughs> not like a Papa John's, like like John's Pizza in um, in like. Uh, um, yeah. in the city close to Times Square. I, don't I can't know. remember the exact. It's like it, it's a nicer looking restaurant. Yeah, but, but it it's... could be kind of casual. Yeah. So at one table is Robert and Giselle. And they're eating. And They're it's... not eating. Well, no. They <laughs> should be. And, but and... they're talking and she's like, wait a minute. Are we on a date? Yes, because he explains that you can't just fall in love with someone after a day. You have to like go on a date. And she's like, what's a date? And he's like, well, you eat food and you talk about yourselves your interests your, your likes, likes your dislikes, dislikes. <laughs> she goes we're eating food and we're at a nice place this is a date and he goes yes no, no. <laughs> and he also he's doing this really cute thing i don't know why they were like hey here's a character trait patrick dempsey's character can do magic yeah, he does right? he does like these cute little sleight of hand things where he's like the, taking like a salt shaker yeah, top yeah. and like, putting it behind her ear and she's like amazed and she goes you're a wizard. <laughs> I think that's just something every dad innately gets when he becomes a father. He becomes, he, he becomes a father. He holds his newborn baby in his arms. And then he goes, he takes a coin out of his pocket. He goes, <gasps> I'm going to put this in your, your ear. ear. So five years from now, I'm going to take it out. And you're not going to know how it happens. How it happens. And so they're they're... Sitting down. I keep saying, want to say they're eating. They're not. They're, they're not. never eating they're the pizza. Eating. Just sits the pizza. there. And, and Patrick Dempsey is like, I'm really, you know, I'm really worried about my daughter because my wife left years ago and I don't like to talk about it because I'm very sad and I don't want to ruin my daughter and her psyche because it's a very sad thing that happens. And he goes, well, you know, Morgan's shy. Morgan's <laughs> She's okay. not shy. Listen, to be fair, we've never seen her interact with any other people aside from Giselle and her father. But, one, first thing, out of the gate, she dives out of a fucking taxi <laughs> and is like, let me go say hello to the princess. That's not particularly shy. And then, like, Morgan's not even at the table with them while they're talking. He's like, oh yeah, people don't usually bring their daughters on dates. And you expect, like, Morgan to be right there at the table? No, she's at a separate table with a very authentic Italian Nona folding napkins. <laughs> is, are they related to this person? I, I don't think no, so. And they're like, they're like, oh, she's shy. Oh, but she'll just go to a random Italian Nona and be like, let's fold some napkins. Like, I don't understand. Everyone has one Italian Nona. They just go to fold. It's, <laughs> just, just, yeah. a, it's a thing in the okay. city. We don't understand. This is actually kind of different, but like my papu, he owns a restaurant now, but he owned a restaurant when I was a kid separately. And because I was a child in uh, in my grandfather's restaurant. You folded his napkins. They really did. <laughs> yeah. We sat and we folded napkins and we separated doilies. And I'm like, what? Every time I see that scene, I'm like, and during, I, get, I get like flashbacks. I'm like, wow, I did that. And while you were folding napkins, there were just people not touching their food at other tables <laughs> no. saying, man, that girl's really shy. That girl's really shy. <laughs> she just, yeah. To be fair, I was painfully shy. There you go. So maybe it is. So Ratman comes into the pizza place. <laughs> oh, now we this, this is attempt number two. And he brings over an apple martini and Patrick Dempsey's like, ha ha, those are poisonous. And Ratman Which, looks so scared. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, another hard stop. So... The first hard stop is Stranger Danger in the city. Again. Again. The second one is if an Italian waiter in an Italian restaurant an hands a- you an apple teeny. She goes, it's an apple martini. It's Don't touch it. the 
it on. Then Patrick jumps. He's like, why is everybody giving you free stuff? I don't know, Patrick. <laughs> no, I'm not concerned about that. Don't touch an apple martini from an Italian restaurant. Like, just cash. Why? Wait, no. Why? Wait. <laughs> you know, like, like, that place, that wasn't like a fancy place. I feel like they had like but, soda and but pizza. But listen, okay. If you're, if you're, if you're nice... Okay, if you're a nice, pretty lady at a restaurant or bar, and somebody's like, "Oh, like somebody like sent you over this drink," it's mm-hmm. pretty normal. I still <laughs> well, would be thing. so weirded it's out. It's kind of weird. Like, no, it's definitely weird. It, it's a weird experience when it happens, but it does happen, and you just kind of think you you assess the situation, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Was this is this a roofied drink?" Maybe not. Am I surrounded with people who love and will protect me if I am roofied because I'm broke and this is a this is an expensive drink? Yes, okay. Sip, sip, sip. I think like the main thing is okay. the female experience is an interesting. Yeah, the, my rule of thumb is like you always have to watch them prepare it because if you watch them prepare yes. it, you know what goes in it. Yeah, Giselle obviously did not see this no. man prepare this apple martini. This very suspiciously Italian man. So who knows what's in this apple martini? With bad grease paint and, <laughs> and like eyeliner. So she's about to take a sip and. And uh, a character we haven't really mentioned at all <laughs> oh, comes out again. How could I forget? We completely glossed I over this character. I wrote a note on our notes that says, <laughs> Joe Pesci Chipmunk. Wait, that was... Oh, no, no. No, no, okay. no, no. Like, so, okay. He's like, hey, what are you talking about? Everyone listening right now, just pretend every now and then we talked about this chipmunk that went... <laughs> Except when he's animated and he sounds like Joe, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Which was like, hey, what about no, no, because listen, I, I can't he do sounds Joe Pesci. like Joe Pesci because Joe Pesci already has a high pitched voice. It's yeah. like they pitched up Joe Pesci. Yeah. It's not Joe Pesci. Thanks, truck. Anyway. <laughs> so this chipmunk. Like, hey, what's up, sweetheart? It's there you me. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so this chipmunk knows that like the evil queen is trying to kill Giselle. So he's like been there. And Nathaniel's bad. Rat and Nathaniel's bad. bad. So he's like been there every step of the way to like protect Giselle. He's like like try to tell Edward like he's evil and Edward's because, like so dumb. Because it's a real world, he can't speak anymore. So now he's just like and that's what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. So he comes in out of nowhere and he just knocks this martini glass like out of Giselle's hand. And, and everyone's like, Oh my god, it's a rodent on the table. It's a rat. <laughs> and Giselle's like, Oh no, it's Pip. And she's like, Oh, I've missed you so much. Like, there's chaos happening around her. People are screaming, like, get rid of the rat. And she's like, not paying attention. She's like, Oh, what are you trying to tell me? Like, Giselle, read the room. <laughs> um, and so uh rat man tries to kill whatever thinks is a rat, yes. the chipmunk, and ends up getting the chipmunk underneath a pizza pie and getting it tossed like a frisbee into the oven and at the last second pip manages to hop out and falls into uh it's like a the thing the decanter the decanter decanter. yes he falls into a glass decanter uh and And then everyone claps and everybody claps (laughs) which is like one of those stupid fake stories where it was like i told off my teacher then everybody clapped and then President Obama walked in and shook my hand. And that's how I got the key to the city. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so Giselle's obviously very upset because mm-hmm. she thinks her best friend Pip died. Um, but no, li- she uh, on the radio, on the TV Yes. Cast, she was confident that he was alive. Yes. yes, she's like, I think he's still alive. He's my very best friend. Well, so this scenario happens... Um, the news is there <laughs> to cover this Slow rodent. news day. Slow yeah. news day. By the way, her name, I wrote it down. The news, 
lady's name was Mary Eileen Casalotti, which is a reference to... What is that a reference to? <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty good. Hold on, let me try and guess. Can you say it again? Mary Eileen Casalotti. And this is a reference to a Disney movie. Multiple. Multiple. Uh, Mary Eileen Casalotti. 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 That sounds like Italian. It is. Okay, so Italian Disney movies. There's You're Lady, there's Lady and the know. Tramp. You're definitely not. It's not Lady and the Tramp. Uh, uh, Hundred and One Dalmatians. No. That's, no, that takes place in London. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Italy is right next door. Um, <laughs> not really. I am getting closer. Italian Disney. Little Mermaid, no. That's Denmark. <laughs> oh my God! Hold You're not on. gonna know. It's, it's Can like... you? I'll like one hint. Princesses. Uh, um. Did she like princesses plural? Princesses plural. Princesses plural. Yes. You can't look down at my shoes. I'm, I'm not. Looking, no. Katie, Wait, you don't know either? No, I don't know either. Okay. Uh, Cas Casalotti. Yeah, Mary Eileen Casalotti. Let me make sure I'm saying it. Was she like a designer, like a character designer? No. She designed all She's the a name of a character. No. She's not a name of a character? No. What is she, wait, if she's not a name of a character? Princesses. It's multiple. Castle Lottie? <laughs> Lot of castles. Lot of castles. Do you want me to just tell you? I guess so. Okay, I'm defeated. Because so, you're not it's it's really yeah, it's really all right. deep. Let, let me hear it. Mary is in reference to Mary Costa, who was the voice actress of Snow White. Oh shit. Eileen oh. is reference to Eileen Woods, who's the voice actress of Cinderella. Oh. And Castellotti is a reference to Adriana Castellotti, who's oh. the name voice actress of Aurora. Okay. This is really good. Okay. It's really deep cut. All right. Loved it. So Mary Eileen Castellotti uh, interviews Giselle. Um, interviews a cop. The cop's like, we didn't find no rat remains, so that rat is still at large. And I'm like, it's a fucking, it's a chipmunk. Rat. Who cares? He's not a feline. He's a felon. He's a felon. Uh, and then they interview Giselle. But while they're interviewing Giselle. Prince Edward, I almost called him Prince Eric because I watched Little Mermaid yesterday. Prince Edward is in a sleazy motel watching the TV, calling in a magic mirror, mm -hmm. upset that he cannot find Giselle. And he sees Giselle on the screen and he goes, he goes, magic mirror, tell me where she is. And then the news anchor is like, Mary Eileen Casalotti from, uh, from 116th and Broadway. And he goes, 116th and Broadway. Which I understand. Listen, I know that New York is a grid, but if you've never been to oh a city God. in your life, how the fuck did he find the 116th and Broadway? No way. They also, also, 116th and Broadway is just like a street, like a corner of a street. How did you know that that was that building? He he had a night. He it could have been the pizza place. Wait, wait, and also, and it, but like he used that to get to their apartment. Yes, and also. Giselle got to that area of the apartment because she accidentally got onto the subway somehow. Oh my god. Which means that Edward also had to have gotten onto the subway system and navigated that. Unless he just ran all the way there. Well, he does have legs. He got them legs. <laughs> no, he got I mean, them gams. Yeah, yeah, we can't deny that. Actually, um, for his costume, to make him a bit more like cartoony and a little bit more exaggerated, they put padding in his costume. Can you guess the three places they put padding? Shoulders. Nope. Chest. Yes. Butt. Yes. Groin. Yes! 
Nice. Yes. All I was right. thinking, like, as a woman myself, what would I most want to like, see accentuated? Like, oh, it's exaggerated, like in a, in, like in a, in an animated film. I'm like, what animated film have you been watching? You're like, oh, that's a big dick. Like, what? Gaston. You're right. Gaston's got a bulge. But <laughs> <laughs> so, you meet him in the in the park. He doesn't. So Prince. Edward. You know what? <laughs> Prince Edward. Get, I'm not good with the names. Goes to the apartment building, knocks on every single fucking door. Meanwhile, as he's knocking on every single door of the apartment building, Patrick Dempsey just out of nowhere <laughs> decides, I'm going to attack Giselle's mm-hmm. character. After they had a lovely They had a lovely dinner. evening. Giselle's telling, like, calming down the daughter, Morgan. Because mm-hmm. she's like, Morgan's like all upset. She's like, oh my god, Pip is dead. And she's like, Pip's not dead. I remember this one time he like defeated a dragon. I don't remember what it was. But like, I remember this one time he was very brave and blah, blah, blah. And Patrick Dempsey, you see him in the background. He's looking at her lovingly. You're yeah, like, like, oh fondly. shit. He's falling in love with her. So then he just decides, like... Giselle's having a lovely evening in her PJs reading the book about important women. <laughs> important about women. About important women in history. And he's like he's like, I don't understand why you're waiting for this guy that's never gonna come back. And she's like, Edward is coming back. And he's like, No, he's not. Grow up. Like There's no happily ever after. He's such a dick. We we, uh, we didn't say this before. But his occupation, oh, he's yeah. a lawyer, yes. but more specifically, he's a divorce, divorce lawyer. lawyer. Yes. Also, he's, like, very determined to not allow Morgan to, like, have any sort of, like, happily ever after princess dreams. Even mm-hmm. though she's got, like, a princess-themed room and shit. Yeah. Like, you can't half-ass all of he's this. He's a lot of saying, not a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, well, so he, like, got her a book about, like, famous women or whatever. And she's like, a book? So... Uh, Robert finally gets Giselle to the boiling point. Yes. Where oh, Giselle yeah. has some great breaking down moments. I'm angry. And then she freaks out. She goes, I'm angry. <laughs> and she's, she's happy. Because she's never felt anger before. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I guess they're trying to say that Disney characters have never felt anger. I don't know what that's And so true, she was but... angry and she was happy that he made her angry, but then angry because she's angry. Yes. And that just results in her caressing his chest. Oh my god. Oh my god. He was wearing this robe and you can see his hair. chest hair. She just like goes up. I just want to say. And like strokes his chest I hair. just want to say that this movie fucks. <laughs> These characters are all fucking. That night Giselle felt angry and then shortly after felt horny. horny. This yep. is It's like she's going through um, puberty. puberty. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> but as, as like a 25 year old woman. Because she was so innocent yeah. because mm-hmm. she didn't know any, like she had no experience, she knew nothing about yes. any of this world. You're right. Oh my god, in the beginning song one of the lines is like, four lips are the only things that touch. And I'm like, honey. are the only <laughs> things that touch. Listen, these Disney characters have to learn about sex eventually because they had a bunch of sequels where they all had a mess of kids and they had descendants. The descendants. Listen, I'm gonna pause this for a second. Hard stop. Another hard stop. Hard stop. The descendant series is fucked up for one specific reason. I'm ready. Don't Don't we got a kid? No, wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. I need to just. Um, I'm sorry. What? Don't Don't be fucks! What are you telling me? I've never seen the Dopey has a kid. No, 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 no. Dopey has a kid. With who? I don't know. They don't. They don't specify. He's up for. Okay, we gotta break this down. Dopey has a kid. Yeah. He's not. He's not Dopey. Isn't his name like Doug? Doug. 
about the vi- like the, the descendants of the villain. Uh, you're just saying Dopey isn't a villain? <laughs> it's Dopey no, a villain? It's the it's the villains and the heroes. And Dopey. So Dopey's got a son named Doug. He's not like he's he's not a fucking dwarf. He's a normal sized boy. He's actually quite tall. So did Dopey fuck a like a regular sized I guess human? and he's like in band, right? Oh he's my god, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Oh my god. Descendants do, we, do you do you Doug. see Dopey in the movie? No, you don't. The only parents that you see are the villain's parents and Belle and the Beast. Dope. Uh. <laughs> Dopey fucks. Dopey fucks. Dopey fucks. They never talk, so they only will talk about like the one parent, the famous one, and they don't talk about like the other one. So like everybody's got single parents except for like. The oh princes. my god! What? I'm scared. <laughs> what? What did you find Doug out? Doug is one of the characters of the Disney Channel original movie Descendants and Descendants Two. Not he, Descendants Three, I guess. <laughs> he is one of Dopey's sons, so Dopey has more than one child. <laughs> Alexa just left the fucks. I ran away. What is more unsettling, dopey fucks or goofy fucks? Goofy's got raw sexual energy. (laughs) You didn't have to bring that up. We all know it. You didn't have to say it. Oh, what? I'm so sorry, Katie. You're good. I'm upset. Okay, Google. Oh, no. What year did the Descendants movies come out? 2014, I think. Descendants was released in Colombia in August 2015. Colombia? Okay, so not 2007. He is, unfortunately, one of Dopey's children. <laughs> one! How many? He has seven. He seven. He wears a bow tie and glasses, and he, looked, and he is a member of the marching band. Yes! He's like a fucking nerd. I was in marching band. No, but I mean, like, he's a nerd, and I'm pretty sure he's smart. Oh, so, for family on this Wikipedia page, it just says family. Dopey, father, Doug's mother, Doug's mother. Oh <laughs> it's like no! Like Max's mom. His brother's name is Derek. Derek. All D names. They're all D names. Wow. Oh my god! Sneezy, grumpy, bashful Doc, happy and sleepy are his uncles. They but all then have kids. Bashful Junior, sleepy Junior, and Gordon are his cousins. Gordon. Is that Doc's? Hold that, up. Gordon is, is that Grumpy's. Gordon, we gotta stick with the Gordon Ramsay. Gordon oh, oh, is the G. Gordon is the son of Grumpy. Gordon Ramsay is definitely Grumpy's son. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Doug and Derek. Anyway, we've we gone gotta, off we gotta the gotta rails. What were we talking about? Rails. This movie fucks. Yes. Like Dopey. Like Dopey and George Geef. <laughs> Goofy. Anyway, so she touches his shirt, and they're like, oh, we can't be, we can't, we can't be doing I have this. a girlfriend, and I have, I have a prince. And I have a prince, so then they go off to their, their separate ways, and then the next morning, she's like, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> uh, Robert's like, oh, you mean breakfast? And she's like, yeah, but like, homegirl just poured some juice and then put some cereal in a bowl. It's also worth noting and that- somehow made coffee, good for her. It's also worth noting that now in this scene, Robert is wearing a shirt under his robe. Yes, <laughs> he was ready to- Fuck, dude. But now that he knows it's not happening, he's like, I guess I'll put the shirt on. (laughs) Also worth mentioning, um, while Edward is knocking on every single door, he meets like a bunch of different dumb, weird characters in each door. One of them 
I listen. I'm 24 years old. I still don't get this joke. It's like the lady <laughs> who's pregnant and she's got a bunch of kids, and she goes, "You're too late." Like I, I still don't know what that she means. She's like, she's a Prince Charming. Also, fun fact: she is yes. the singing voice of Pocahontas, Judy Coon. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there's a lot of weirdly questionably homophobic jokes. Yeah, like when, like when Nathaniel, Nathaniel comes out of the sewer, they're like. Like the guys who've like the already met Giselle, guys who've already met Giselle and Prince Edward. They're like, oh, let me guess, you're looking for a lady too. And he's like, no, I'm looking for a prince. And, and like, all the construction guys look weirdly uncomfortable. And they're they're like, like, okay, okay. And then Edward knocks on a door, and it's like this big, like buff-looking biker dude. And then he like gives him like a smile, and there's candles in the background. And Edward's like put off by this, <coughs> which I guess, yeah, I'd be put off by it too. I'd be like, oh, stranger, but like. I don't know. There's a lot of weirdly homophobic jokes in this movie. Hey. Hey. Do you uh? Do you think when Dopey climaxes, he yells "Hi ho"? Dopey doesn't talk. Dopey's a mute. That's even worse. <laughs> CJ, CJ, it's a, it's a silent fuck. It's a silent sexual session. Unless I don't know whoever he's wow. fucking with is really loud. Doug's wow. mother. Doug's <laughs> mother. Okay. So anyway. So anyway, Prince Robert finally, or Prince Eric, Edward, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Edward finally finds Giselle, knocks on the door, and she's like all nervous, and she's like, how do I look to Robert? And Robert's like, you look beautiful, and you're like, oh my heart. <laughs> uh, and then Edward comes in like an ass and, pull and swings her around and then tries to sing to her, and she's not singing back, and he's like, why are you singing? And she says, oh. Well, I was just thinking, and he's like, thinking, <laughs> like, okay, Gaston, uh, and she's like, I want to go on a date, and he's like, okay. Oh, wait, wait, did we skip over one of my favorite lines from Edward? Which, Which is? I, I'm sorry if you said it already, I keep zoning out thinking about Dopey. <laughs> um, it's when he's about to attack uh, Robert, and she's like, no, these are my friends, and goes, oh. Okay. And just immediately turns. <laughs> immediately like, turns. Perfect comedic He's like timing. ready to kill Robert with his sword out. And she goes, he's my friend. And he goes, oh, okay. And he like puts his sword back in. Like all, all like everything's fine. Uh, so they decide to go on a date. Meanwhile, Nerissa, poor Nathaniel's drinking his sorrows in the fucking Italian restaurant looking very sweaty. <laughs> and Nerissa's appearing in his, she appears. Nathaniel's in, rat boy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nerissa, the evil witch lady who keeps peering in bodies of water, comes out and she's like, she's like, you have one apple left. And he's like, I'm trying, miss. And she's like, well, if you don't do it, then I'm going to do it myself. And then, like, she screams and all of the glass breaks. Mm -hmm. They don't bring that up again. But then Pip is saved out of the decanter. Woo! (laughs) And then he's not saved anymore because Nathaniel puts him in a hamster ball that he got somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of purchases that happen in this movie by characters that should not have money. (laughs) Like, at one point, Edward comes out, like, just, oh, whatever. He's got just, like, a cafeteria tray in his hand with, like, a sandwich and a pickle from a deli. (laughs) How did he get that? How did he get that? And then Nathaniel was able, first of all, where did he get all the costumes? What's the budget for that? And then he's got a a hamster ball for somehow. He even knows what a hamster ball is. And Prince Edward's buying a bunch of I Heart New York souvenirs. Yeah. 
Like, I understand Giselle being like, okay, I can buy things because Ed, the Robert probably gave yes. her some mm-hmm. money and was like, oh, go have a nice date because that's the kind of guy Robert is. He's a good boy. So I understand, like, her being able to buy things, but, like, what the fuck is Edward doing? She definitely <laughs> bought all that shit for him. Oh, actually, definitely. Now that I think about yeah. it. Definitely. So the two of them are on the... On the on the date. George Washington Bridge? It's a bridge. It's yeah, one of the bridge. bridges of New York. Uh, walking up and down. I don't think you can walk the George Washington Bridge. I don't think about it. Anyway. It's a bridge. A bridge. Um, and they're walking and they're trying to get to know each other. And Edward's just like, would you like to... I just want to go back to Andalasia. And she's like, yeah, I guess. Like, she's totally not into the date. Uh, and then she's like, but there's also this ball. And he's like, a ball? <laughs> and she's like, yes, with dancing and music. Can you like that? He goes, I do. But then back to Andalasia. And she's like, yes, as soon as it's over. Yeah, he's like, the second it's over, we're yeah, going to leave. Like, girl, okay. Like, relax, dude. <laughs> Don't you want to get bugged? That's why he wants to get home. <laughs> he so knows. He knows. He knows what the fuck is up. So Giselle returns back to Morgan and she's like, I, I don't have a dress. Where's, where's, and there's no fairy godmother. Where's Edward? <laughs> At work? <laughs> like, where? No, not Robert. Edward. Edward. She just is like. Good point. He's just roaming the streets of New York. He, he finds a dive bar. He's like. <laughs> also, oh, like, Morgan's also left home alone. Morgan's left home alone all the time. I understand that Robert is a hardworking man. But, like. Get a babysitter, dude. So she's like, I need help. I, there, I can't possibly find a fairy godmother at this hour. And Morgan's like, I have something better. And pulls out an emergency credit card and is like, my dad says that we should only use this for our emergencies. But this is definitely an emergency. That was my favorite trope from like the mid-2000s. So good. Like yeah. the credit card emergency. There was no economic crisis. <laughs> so they go on like a shopping montage and it's very sweet. It's very cute. Because Morgan's like, is this what it's like? And Jill's like, is this like what? And she's like, what it's like to go shopping with your mom? Oh, it's so cute. She goes, well, I've never had a mom, but I I think so. Oh, my God. So freaking cute. Oh, my God. Morgan's like, you got to be careful with men because they only want one thing. And then Giselle's (laughs) like, what's that? And she's like, I don't know. Nobody will tell me because Giselle doesn't know what a fucking (laughs) is, but she feels it. Yeah. She feels it. She feels it. But doesn't know why. She just wants to touch Robert's chest. Uh, (laughs) Delicious. As they're going on this montage, Nerissa arrives. Oh, she emerges like a glorious witch yes. out of the sewers, looking like a gorgeous, hot Susan Sarandon. Because she is a she hot, is a gorgeous, gorgeous Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, looking good <laughs> as always. And she meets up with Nathaniel, and she's like, hello, worthless, miss me. <laughs> Poor Nathaniel's calling into a fucking self-help hotline, and they're like, and how As a taxi driver. As a taxi driver. Okay. <laughs> Now we get into the territory of questionable brown face. Yeah. Because he's dressed in like a big beard and a turban (coughs) and it's dark, so you don't know if he's got paint on. But it is a little bit questionable that homeboy's in a big turban and a beard. And I guess they're trying to insinuate that all taxi drivers are Middle Eastern? Mm. Or Muslim? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) The ball. So they go to the ball. Yes. And they arrive and Giselle does not fit the... um, Dress code. Dress code. code. That's oh my it. god! Everybody's in time. Everybody's attempting to be in time. Period. Wear. Which why? Uh, what is this place? It's, okay, so it's supposed to be a king and queen Victorian, or not even maybe even seventeen hundreds ball. I get it. Everybody went very over the top. Yeah, including Robert, who's oh, wearing a very lovely. A lot of ruffles. <laughs> a lot of ruffles. A lot of big hair. A lot Tights. of corsets. But then you look 
in the background, and there's, like, one guy dressed like fucking Jafar. There's another guy dressed in, like, some sort of, like, like Hercules getup. Like, a man has a cowboy a hat. A man's got a cowboy <laughs> hat. Like, I don't think people understood but the theme. it looked like the cowboy hat was tried to... It was, yeah, like, yeah. a cowboy hat with, like, a lot of feathers. It was weird. Like, the guy just made it at home. I appreciate... You know what? I appreciate the dedication. Yes. Yes. But then Giselle comes in looking fucking stunning. She's got... Uh, she's got new do. She's got a new haircut. She's got looking a like Daphne. Looking like Daphne. She's got a beautiful purple mermaid style dress. Shout out to Ariel because that was probably what they were referencing, mm-hmm. especially with the red hair. Especially with the red hair. She's looking good as hell, and she's walking in super depressed with Edward. <laughs> and then, and then, what a fucking oh, the biggest plot convenience of them all. It's such a contrivance. The an announcer comes over and he goes, and now. You will ask, the men will ask a woman he did not come to the dance with to dance the king and queen's waltz. Like, does that happen? (laughs) One, one, is this like a swingers dance? You know what? It It totally could have been. It could have been. Two, this is like the, this is the king and queen's ball. This is the romantic dance of the evening. And you're going to let dance with that fucking rando? I'd be like, no. I want to dance with the person I came with. Exactly. <laughs> and so Edward and uh, Nancy, 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 they decided to go off together. Yes. And they're dancing, and this leaves Robert and Giselle. Giselle. To dance together. There's a lot of good moments in just this one sequence. One, love that it's like almost a shot-for-shot remake of the Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. dancing. Oh, whoops. Um, it's also a dancing scene. It's also a great song. It's a great song. So close to something. Pretend. Um, it's a good song. That's <laughs> what it sounds. I don't remember the words. All good. Uh, it was nominated for an Oscar though. <clears throat> um, it's a good song. I really like the shots that they have of um, <laughs> of Nancy and Edward. Like just they keep like both. Every time they turn around, they're like their heads are just looking at like Giselle and Robert the whole time. Like, it's like really, really good. And then we didn't know it, we didn't see it when because we were laughing about something. But like at one point, Robert starts singing to her the song, what? and he's like, because it's like he doesn't Aww. sing, but now he's singing to her, and it's like, oh, my heart. Damn. And then Nancy cuts in and all she's jealous like, and she's I like, cut in? Yeah. But understandably so. Yes, there's nothing wrong with Nancy. There's nothing wrong no. with every way that she's acting. And then Edward's like, it's okay. time to go. Yeah, he's like, it's time to go. The dance is not over, Edward. Hello. He promised her uh, the second it was over. They're in the middle of a song she and he's like, it's time to go. And then comes one of the dumbest lines <laughs> that I love every time. They, they're leaving and to get Edward away from from Giselle in the movie, the plot, he goes, I'll go get your wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shawl. No one even called it a wrap. And the guy is so dumb. Also, uh, I should say, we should say that earlier in the scene, Nancy's totally smitten by how, like, gentleman-like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because everybody's like, oh, this is uh, this is Nancy. She's my, uh, uh, and she's like, we're together. <laughs> and then Giselle's like, oh, this is Edward. He's uh, my prince. And then Edward's like, this is Giselle, the love of my life. I would die for her and bleed out on the floor. Not that, not that, but like kind of like that. And yeah. Nancy's like, wow, you just said that like off the top of your head. Like you really mean it. And he's like, because I do. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. 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 I need me a freak like that. (laughs) So Edward goes away to get Giselle's rap, and Narcissa comes in dressed like the evil witch that's 
threw her down the wishing well in the first place. And she got this crazy tongue thing going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, just so gross. And she's like, she's like, eat this apple and you will forget everything that happened. And Gisela's like so heartbroken mm-hmm. over leaving Robert and like, She's just experienced way too much heartbreak, and she learned what anger is and what horniness is, and she's just ready to get the fuck out. So she's like, all right, I'll take a bite of this apple and forget everything. It's the poison apple, so she collapses, and Edward's like, oh, what's happening? And Narcissa carries her over into the elevator, and as she's leaving, Edward, like, stops her, and he goes, and she goes, Edward? And he goes, mother? And she does the best. She opens up her arms and goes, Edward. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, she's fine. She just passed out. Like, it's like such an awkward, like, confrontation. I love it. And they put her on the chase lounge. And like every The most dramatic of lounges. And like everyone's watching, like Nancy's calling the ambulance. And like yeah. everyone around them is just so confused. Like oh they God. all think this is like part of the and ball. My favorite part is that Narcissa, when she first makes her pass out, she's like carrying Giselle into the elevator. And there's a man who's like obviously a patron of the ball who's like, what are you doing to that lady? And like trying to like stop yeah. her. And Narcissa's like, get out of my way. It's great. Like. That that background character made a choice, and he's like, "I'm gonna be the one to stop this woman." <laughs> good for him. Good for him. And he did. It didn't work out. So this is where Rat Boy has his redemption. He's like, "I will no longer help you, Narcissa." Bursts in, takes the sword out of uh, the sheath that Edward had, and puts it against the queen. And yes. he's like, "You poisoned her. Like she's going to die." Yes. And Robert is the one who comes up with the idea the only way she can live is if she has true love's kiss. Because she told him earlier it's the most magical thing in the world. Most powerful thing in the world. Prince Edward goes, that's a great idea! And he goes down. And we're all like, And he goes and he kisses her. And nothing happens. Nothing happens. And he kisses her a bunch of times and he's like, it's not working. Nothing happens. And then he... It was Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Nancy's like, kiss her, Robert! Kiss her, Robert. It's okay. And Edward... This is how you know that Edward's a good dude. Edward literally doesn't even care that she's in love with Robert and not him. All he cares about is that she's alive. So yes. he's just like, he's like, this is a great idea. Yeah, you kiss her. And then he's like happy when she wakes up. Yeah. And they share the kiss. They, they did. Wake she up. wakes up. And she's like, I knew it was you. Oh, it's so great. And then Narcissus is like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be a dragon now. And then she turns into a fucking cool ass dragon and she kidnaps robert and takes him up to the fucking roof she's like i wouldn't want you to miss this ending giselle and so giselle starts running away i guess to get help and then she's like no and she sees narcissus or she sees edward's sword and she takes it out and she's taking off her shoes and she leaves behind one plastic heel (laughs) (laughs) that's supposed to be the glass slipper and then they have this huge confrontation on top of the building. I don't remember what building it is. It's not the I think it's the building. Empire. What a no, thing. that's not Empire. No, it's something. It's something. It's one of the buildings. It don't matter. It don't matter. So they have a big confrontation on the building. Pip gets out. He's on the building. He's like, I'm gonna tip over Narcissa and have her fall off of the building. And she dies. And Robert gets saved by Giselle. Um... And she dies in the same way that uh, Gaston dies by <laughs> just falling off, falling on the ground. Except Gaston's and exploding. Didn't, Gaston didn't explode in glitter. No, he didn't explode in glitter. Uh, he his rotting corpse is probably still there. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Uh, so 
They kiss on the roof. They kiss on... They almost fall off the <laughs> roof. They stop on the roof. They kiss on the roof. We cut away from the roof because they probably fucked on the roof. <laughs> in Hell the rain. Yeah. Hell yeah. In the rain, dude. That's how Disney does it. I'm sorry, but if I almost slipped off of a fucking building after a fucking dragon almost kills me, I would not be kissing. Mm-mm. I'd be like, get no. call 911. Get me off of this fucking roof. I can't, I hate watching that fucking scene. I get so much anxiety. And then we get uh, the last scene, correct? Yes. yes. So Which is very lovely. It's oh, very yeah. lovely. So Edward goes up to Nancy and he goes, why do you look so sad, my lady? And she's like sitting on the ground all defeated because she knows that her boyfriend that she wasted five years on doesn't no. love her anymore. Yikes. And so she picks up her shoe and she's like oh she left her shoe it figures and then edward's like may i and he picks up the shoe and he puts the shoe on her foot and he's like it's a perfect fit and she's like we're doing this <laughs> and so the two of them run hand in hand and jump back into the sewer and come back into fairy tale land and they get married and they're in love she just I tosses away her whole life she tosses away her whole life fuck her family fuck her bills fuck her job fuck her friends we don't need it all we need is that prince d <laughs> That 2D Prince D. That 2D Prince D. And then even, like, she's getting married and her cell phone goes off. And she goes, wow, you have really great reception here. And then she destroys the cell phone. Like, uh, will you never speak to your your family again? Namaste, motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh, she's chill as fuck. You know what? Honestly... James Marsden came. <laughs> if James Marsden came in, came to me in general, but James Marsden is like I'm a prince of a of a magical land, sold. I'd be like, okay, let's go, bye. I'm out. Peace yeah. out. Job, work, everything. And what follows that then is a bunch of scenes, real quick, one after the other, that transition from Love real life to uh, pop up storybook. Yes, mm-hmm. which is very cool. I was freaking out when. Oh my god! It. He's like, that's another page. It, it's I was turning. It was wonderful, and it was just nice little bow tie nice and stuff. Vignettes. Everyone had little. Um, where they are now. So yeah, I was very happy. Like Nathaniel wrote a self-help book. It's like defeating the evil queen within. Like, Not just Nathaniel. Pip also Pip. wrote a book. Silence isn't golden. Which, why did, why did they write books? Why do they know authors? Well, okay, wait. They actually did kind of allude to it. What are you talking about? Because in the scene... Okay, in the scene where they're um, at the motel and Nathaniel's watching the fucking... Uh, uh, soap, soap opera. opera, which, by the way, the lady in the soap opera was played by Paige O'Hara, who yes. is Belle. Yes. Yes, and they were playing Beauty and the Beast music in the background, mm-hmm. and they were calling them, and she, the guy was like Angela, and she was like Jerry, because that's Angela Lansbury and Jerry Orbach. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. So, the whole scene is about, she's like, how do you like me if you don't even like yourself? And like, that really resonates with Nathaniel, which is why he gets upset when wow. when uh, James Marsden changes the channel. So like, he's like, his journey is him liking himself, which is also why he calls the self-help and he's like, you know, I'm not myself when I'm with her. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, yeah, he writes okay. a self-help book. Yeah. You know what? With Pip, don't know why he wrote a yeah. book. Don't know why Joe Pesci <laughs> wrote a yeah. book. You, you gave me a great answer for, for Ratman, but for Chipmunk Man, <laughs> no. 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 Nothing. He nothing. just wrote a book. Uh, <laughs> he wrote a book because Nathaniel wrote a book, I and guess. Yeah. The last scene is uh, Robert, Giselle, and Morgan all twirling, happy, and dancing, dancing in their apartment. After by Carrie Underwood. <laughs> and... Julie Andrews is like, and that's how they lived happily ever after. 
stuff. And you're like, oh, thanks, Julie Andrews. <laughs> this movie is so good, dude. And that it's was really the movie, good. guys. That was the movie. I'm sorry it always takes us so long to get through the movie. But it's so good. I, oh, I love this movie. I also really love this movie. It's nothing good. makes yeah. me happier. Like, it, it's just, it's cute. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It is a parody of Disney. It's it's Disney parodying itself, which I think is, at, at the time, was like a big deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now it's kind of like, which I actually, in my research, um, I, saw, I read some, or I watched a video where somebody was like, um, it kind of was, it jump-started this trend of Disney now, like, lampshading themselves, mm-hmm. of being, like, like, in Frozen, when Anna's like, I'm gonna marry Hans, and Kristoff is like, you're gonna, you can't marry somebody after knowing them for one yeah. day, yeah. and, like, stuff like that, like, or, like, um, the entire Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah, the Wreck-It Ralph 2, exactly. So, like, since then, Disney has been, like, kind of like lampshading itself mm-hmm. now to the point where I don't know I don't want to go on a rant but now to the point where now it's like they're kind of trying to like write their own faults that nobody wants them to write like who cares mm-hmm. who gives, I don't care about the plot holes in Beauty and the Beast <laughs> who gives a shit not me uh <laughs> anyway I hate live action Beauty and the Beast it's fucking terrible oh my god so bad it was so bad I thought yeah. it was fine no. uh, I couldn't okay I couldn't fucking see anything because all of the all of the the pots and the pans are so hyper realistic that I was like I can't even tell what's going on and they're like we're gonna make Belle super empowered I'm like she was already she wanted to be an adventurer she wanted to explore and now mm-hmm. they're like but she also makes laundry machines like, <laughs> and then and then they're like the guys in the fucking village are like fuck your laundry machines and fucks up the laundry machine like like for what for mm-hmm. what reason? Okay, yeah. And, oh, God. I have a lot of thoughts. Let's go back to Enchanted. Enchanted's really good. Yeah. Uh, the music is really good. It's yes. written by Alan Macon and Stephen Schwartz. Alan Macon's literally parodying his own music mm-hmm. from his own movies that he made that he composed for in the 90s. And Stephen Schwartz also, too. He did a couple of Disney yeah. movies, too. And also Prince of Egypt. Yes. And then he also... He also did the lyrics for Wicked, which was also a parody in itself. So he's yes. just parodying everything. He's, he's fucking living it up. Um, Still gonna give lyrics to Idina Menzel, though. <laughs> I think it's time to do this. Yes. So, before um, these, we started watching, I proposed a game, a challenge for CJ and Katie. And I wanted them to write down every single Disney reference they could find. And uh, whoever got the most won. I don't have any prizes. It's just, you know, bragging rights. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Who wants to go first? Uh, I think it might be just best if I go and then Katie says, yes, I got that. Yeah. I Then I continue to go and she says, wait, I have more between those. Yes. I think that might be the Sounds best way. Sounds good. Sounds good. Talking birds, Cindy. So that's Cinderella. Yes. I got that. Yeah, you got that part? Yes, I got that too. All right. There's also... A talking chipmunk. Yes. And that's a reference to Chip and Dale and Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. yes. Definitely. I'm just going to mark off all the ones that you mentioned. Well, Alvin and the Chipmunks isn't Disney, but yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I heard some Snow White singing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I got that. Anything else that I missed already? From the beginning? Yeah. So it <laughs> opens up. Okay. At, like Katie has multiple pages. <laughs> I do. I have a half a page. So like it opens up like in a storybook, like the old timey, like Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Snow White, where it's like the gorgeous book illustration. And then it pans over to like 
the little book holder thing and the yes. book opens up and they're like, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Um, they also have like the whole, um, when she's like getting ready for her wedding day, like the whole like animals making the dress thing from Cinderella as well. Yes. So yeah. that's also a reference that You're I You're right. And then Joe Pesci chipmunk comes out of the carriage and he goes, hey honey, we're not done with you yet. And yeah. Then, like, throwing fucking bows on her. Yes. I wrote Rat Boy in all caps. Now that's not a Disney movie. <laughs> that's just excitement. Yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna just not count that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Maleficent Queen, because we saw the allusion oh, yeah. to her being yes. the dragon. Yes, I got that. Uh, Snow White, old hag. She yep. turns yes. into the old hag. I got that. And now we're into the real world where she um, calls someone grumpy. Yep, got that. All that right. was so fucked up. Yeah, it's again, really fucked up. It's very along the lines of, I don't to bring up Elf again, but like when, uh, what's that actor's name? Peter Dinklage. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Great actor. Peter great Dinklage actor. is in it, and obviously he's a dwarf, and he's like... <laughs> Um, uh, Will Ferrell is like, you must be a South Pole elf. You're an angry You're elf. You're an angry elf. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's a little <sighs> fucked up. And then, and then in Enchanted, it's the same thing. Like, a dwarf man comes under her dress and she goes, oh, excuse me. And she goes, grumpy. And he's like, lady, you serious? Which, I mean, I would do the same thing. I wrote down the Wizard of Oz bubbles, but I think it's from a different It's from thing. Cinderella. Yeah. yeah. So there's one scene where she's singing Happy Working Song and she's scrubbing and you can see like her reflection in the bubbles, which takes from Cinderella. She's what's the song that she sings? Sing like, Sweet Nightingale. And those are the Cinderella bubbles. Uh, next thing I wrote is uh, Ratatouille in the Kitchen. <laughs> Ratatouille in the Kitchen. It's technically not a reference because I think... It came out the same it year. It came out the same year, it, so I don't know if they did it on purpose. <laughs> Especially because it's not a rat. It's the rat man. Yeah. yeah. It's our own reference. Okay. Uh, I'm the, ratatouille in the kitchen. The poison apple is poison a... Yep, apple. I, yes. I got that. A lot of Snow White. There's, a, there's some Little Mermaid stuff. She puts a fish in her mouth. Ooh, ooh. I have something, though. I have something, else. So the receptionist or her his assistant... I don't know if she's a receptionist or an assistant... That's played. Her name is Sam. She's played by Jodie Benson, the voice of Ariel. What? Which is why they have like the, the Little Mermaid oh. music playing in the background. Your world painting yeah. and fish everywhere. I, did, I, did, I didn't write. That. I did not catch that when I was watching it. I had to be told that by my sister last time we watched it. So shout out to Lindsay for telling me Big that that was Jodie Benson. To <laughs> uh, next thing I wrote, there was a Rapunzel girl in the city in the Central Park scene. Technically not Disney yet. Well, yeah, what because Tangled doesn't didn't Tangled come didn't out till like twenty twelve. But so. but it wasn't Disney until then. Nope. What? Mm-hmm. But I'll huh. Huh. One thing during that whole number, like the first time she goes like, "How do I know?" Like she's running through a field and it's very Beauty and the Beast type. When yes. she's like, oh. "I want adventure in the great white somewhere." Okay. More than I can stand. The Beauty and the Beast music on the TV. I didn't get the names and the actors. Paige O'Hara. Yeah. No. One more thing before we move on from the "That's How You Know" scene. Okay. The old men. Yeah. You know the old men and the old ladies. Some of them were the chimney sweeps from the original Mary Poppins. Oh, I know that. That's a good one. That's why. They, were, they did like those crazy little feet with the That's so crazy cute. little the dance with the feet. feet because they were the chimney sweeps for Mary Poppins. Aww. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that one. Oh, either. that that makes my heart sore. Uh, the Pip story was about Little Red Riding Hood. Yes, yes. Uh, that yes. Giselle was telling to Morgan. I don't know if that's Disney either, but I I'll am. give it to you. <laughs> give it to me. I need it. Uh, and then all caps are wrote, Bella Note. Because <laughs> that's the name of the pizza place. Yes. yes. When yeah. they saw the name of the pizza place, I saw both of them like hurriedly grab their papers <laughs> yeah. and write down. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, the clock strikes twelve. That's yeah. another easy classic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I, and then the last one I wrote uh, was shoe left foot. Oh no. Yep. Shoe left foot. Oh no. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. And that's all I have. So what what didn't I have? So I also got the Pocahontas singing voice lady and Paige O'Hara. Yes. And the did Beast. not get that. Um, I also didn't realize it was Julie Andrews until the last scene. <laughs> oh. And then two things I did not get, I had to be told by IMDb, was there's this one scene where they're entering the apartment and they're going up the elevator and it shows like the elevator going to the 12th floor. And apparently it's supposed to be an homage to the Tower of Terror. Like how the arrow goes up to like yeah, the 13th floor. Might, yeah. Okay. And then also one thing I didn't notice that seemed glaringly obvious is in the beginning, they're trying to like create this mannequin that Giselle found from her dream. And they're like, look at these gems for eyes. And she holds them up and like you see the multi eyes and it's supposed to be a reference to Dopey. When oh, he who did fucks? It. Who fucks in Snow White. We yeah. just had to go back to that. <laughs> I think one of the ones that, uh, there was a lot in that motel scene, but one of the ones that you guys didn't bring up, which I pointed out was... As they're flipping through the channels, they're also, uh, you can also hear Pink Elephants on Parade being played. I did not get that, no. I like the Pink Elephants on Parade song. It's very good. There's also, there's, uh, there's one that's a pretty deep cut. The loincloth that the troll is wearing is made up of different princess dresses. Oh! So different princess peasant dresses and also his earrings are little purple shells. Uh... There's also, like, the two of them meeting in the forest is uh, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty Snow White. I remember, I can't remember if it was when it was in theaters or when it was out on DVD, so I can't remember if it was Movie Surfers or Mike's Super Short Show, but during one of those, like, shorts, they were like, these are all the Disney references, and, like, pointed out, like, a bunch of, like, the Jodie Benson one and, like, the mm-hmm. the Maleficent Dragon one, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, CJ just made a face. I made a mistake. Oh, God. What did you look up? I typed in Dopey Fox on Why? Google Why? Images. No! Why? Go on Google Images! I went to Google Images. <coughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's just a lot of just regular porn. But I guess people With were... With Dopey? Mate. Oh, CJ. How is this... Oh, no. Oh, no, he says. No. Yeah. I'm no. Gonna, I, I guess I have to redo this line. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's a title of a, of, a, of a video. No. Blonde grandmother Erica Lawrence sucks and fucks a no. dopey guy. No, 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 This is a family podcast. <laughs> no, not. not anymore. No, it's, it's not, not. Once you brought dopey into this, I can't, <sighs> uh... We're moving past that. <laughs> what is, what is, that. what... Other non-dopey related things do we need to talk about? Oh, let's just go through some of our some of our notes um, that we wrote during the movie. <laughs> uh, I talk. We talk about the poison apple. And, oh, I also when Giselle throws the poison apple uh, onto the helmet guy, the rat man's reaction is just like a pure anxiety. He's like. <laughs> Good. Um, there's also a line when um, when Narissa's a uh, dragon and she's carrying fucking what's his face Patrick Robert Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey up, and he's like, she's like, I bet you that makes you the damsel in distress, huh, handsome and whatever. And he goes, you're crazy, and she goes, spiteful, vindictive, very large, but never crazy. I was like, damn, I want that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, that was a great quote. Mm-hmm. I want that tattooed. I want that on my. Headstone. 
Ooh, <laughs> Rest okay. in peace, Alexa. Spiteful, yeah. vindictive, very large, but never, never crazy. crazy. Oh, one thing I noticed that I scribbled down and I totally forgot about. So in the beginning, like, she had this dream of, like, her perfect man, and, like, they're trying to recreate him in mannequin form. And I found on IMDb... The dress that the mannequin is wearing, like the coat that he's oh wearing, my God, I totally forgot. it's supposed to match the coat that and Robert also, wears. It's not, those oh. big blue eyes are not J- James Morrison's eyes. No, they're Patrick Dempsey's Patrick big blue Dempsey's eyes. Big blue oh. eyes. So it was all along, like, supposed to be foreshadowing, like, she doesn't end up with that word. She ends but up with she Patrick also Dempsey. Says, Wear your favorite color just so she could match your eyes, and everybody's wearing blue. <gasps> I just noticed that. There this movie's go. a genius. Uh, <laughs> And now it's time for you guys to get angry because I'm going to read some one-star reviews. Oh, I'm ready to fight people. Oh, wait, I... one more thing. Oh, oh, oh. I have, like, fun facts. I, we talked about the padding in the costumes, in the crotch. Um, the song between Idina and James was cut. Oh, there used to be a Giselle in the parks for a hot second. Oh. Um, a what? A Giselle character in the parks. Really? Um, yes. So she was a Disney originally planned for Giselle to be part of the official Disney Princess lineup. Now, when you're part of the official Disney Princess lineup, it's a whole thing. You get a coronation at, at Disney World, like a character comes out and they like coronate her and mm-hmm. she's part of the lineup and now she's in all the toys and whatever. Um, and they were gonna have a character in her, and they actually did have a character for Giselle. She was in a a parade in Hollywood Studios for a brief time. Then Disney was like we're gonna have to pay royalties to Amy Adams for her likeness for the rest of her life. Wow. And they're like, get all the Giselle shit out. And so like they just sold Giselle Giselle stuff for like when the movie came out. Damn. And like that was it. Like never Damn. Giselle now. Which is upsetting. I would love to meet oh, Giselle yeah, of course. in the parks. And she wears in the in the parade, she's like wearing her big like wedding dress yeah. or whatever. I just think that's very cute. And I was yeah. very upset. Um to learn that. Uh, and Happy Working Song, That's How You Know, and So Close were all nominated for Academy Awards. Three fucking songs. That's impressive. Nice. Yeah, that's they're awesome. They're all nominated for Academy Awards. Um, and it but was, Amy Adams did not get any. No! She should have gotten Adams an Oscar. Amy Adams never fucking wins Oscars. Everybody's like, oh, when will Leonardo DiCaprio get his Oscar? No! <laughs> when will Amy Adams get her Oscar? Honestly. They casted her, too. They wanted, the studio wanted this, uh, wanted to have, like, a celebrity, and they were going to do, like, Katherine Heigl or something else, and they were like, mm, no, wow. unknown, like, practically unknown, and she was practically unknown at this point. Also, this movie took, like, forever to make. Like, they bought the the rights to the script in, like, the 90s. What? Yes. And it, they just kind of shelved it for a couple years because it was, like, extremely inappropriate and racy, and it was, like, an adult movie. Um, about like how Giselle like comes into this world and people think that she's like a stripper and stuff <laughs> like that and there's like a lot of adult jokes and they had a million writers come in and directors came in and out um, and they were rewriting the script and they were like let's make it more family friendly no let's make it adults like and then Kevin Lena, Lima finally came in and went with the the original writer of the script not people who were all rewriting it he's like okay listen me and you are gonna work on this he's like but I know how we're gonna make get it made. We're gonna make it a love letter parody to Disney. And mm. the, the guy was like, "Fucking genius! <laughs> Disney loves to suck its own dick." Mm. So they rewrote it, and then they finally got it made. And it took like forever and a day, which is also probably why the sequel is taking forever and a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. at one point, James Morris they asked James Morris about it a couple years ago, and he's like, 
I really want to do it, and I hope they do it because um, we're not getting any younger, <laughs> and we're not gonna look like the characters anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though the both of the them cartoon are, versions will. Yes. <laughs> Even though the both of them are, lo- are still look fabulous. Oh yeah, of course. Twelve years later, still looking great. The two of them cannot wait to see James Marsden in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and be overcome oh. with lust. No, during the Sonic no. the Hedgehog movie, it's all no. about cats here. You take that hedgehog and get out of here. What are we gonna do after cats? What am I gonna have to look forward to in this world? Okay, that's a you're, very good point. You're right, but, but I don't want the wanna... blue hedgehog man. That's a very good point. We can't. We, we got. We got cats here. We can't right. look beyond it. That's right. that's our shining You're star right. right now. So we got a ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and its budget good. was eighty-five million. It made three hundred and forty point five million. It was a fucking smash. It came out on Thanksgiving weekend. I think it good. was like the second ever movie to make that much money past Toy Story two at the Ooh. time. Yeah, we were. Uh, <laughs> A bitch was doing very, very fucking well. And at this point, like, um, Amy Adams was only in, like, she did, like, bit parts. She was in a couple movies. She was in Talladega Nights before this. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes. And she was also, I think, nominated for an Oscar in an indie movie a couple years prior. But aside from that, she was practically unknown. There you go. Yeah. I believe it's now time. Yes. Now it's time. Yes. I'm let's, done let's with all my things. It's time for some one-star reviews. <sighs> all right. So, all these reviews I got are from Amazon, I went to the DVD, I went to the one star and two stars, and I just started reading them and screenshotting the ones worth it. Let's see. Okay. This one says, way too much innuendo for the intended audience age. Because this movie fucks. Because <laughs> this movie fucks. The raw sexual energy in this movie is... is you got... You cut it with a knife. You got McDreamy in there. You got McDreamy, you got Amy Adams, you got James Marsden. Everybody's hot. So there's more. They Susan say Sarandon. They say the princess is a shallow, simple caricature and too many dark themes. Premeditated attempts at murder, jealousy, and vanity and lust. What? We barely made it through the first twenty minutes before having to shut it off. <gasps> it would be perfect for grown-ups looking for a satire of the Disney franchise, but not kid appropriate in my mind. I cannot believe they insulted my girl Giselle like that. I feel like the way that they're describing like read back how they're describing like Giselle, like The princess is a shallow, simple caricature. That's the point of the beginning! Yeah! It's all the character's journey! It's the hero's journey! Next. Wish I knew how to take it off my cloud was not very good in my opinion. I tend to like a plot in my movies. This what? barely has one. It tends what? to be hard to follow. It's hard to follow? It's so simple. Oh my god. Terrible torturing movie. Torturing? With uh, like eight exclamation points. Oh my goodness. I hated this movie. I liked the first time I saw it. it <laughs> but when your mom is obsessed with it and you have to watch it every other day, it becomes the most hey, annoying buddy. movie hey, ever. Hey, buddy. I'm not done. Oh my god. Watch it once. I guess if you want to watch it a second time, it's okay then. But then it gets annoying. Enchanted is not one of those movies that you can see over and over again and never get tired of it. Watch it one time. It gets boring after that. Hey, buddy, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah, it's less a problem with the movie and more a problem with your mom. Yeah, your mom's got a problem and has to stop watching Enchanted or move out. I don't know. Figure it out. You know what? Your mom has taste. Zero out of ten, second worst movie ever. What's the first worst movie? Oh, God. Overrated, the best words to describe this movie. Everything is so poorly written because of random plot elements appearing out of the blue and the unlikable characters that make me over-cringe and talk about bad stuff. In fact, if someone mails you this movie, give it to, like, a renting store so they can make this horrible movie look really cheap so people won't buy it. Wait, 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 wait. 
Okay, we gotta break this down. First of all, he says the second worst movie doesn't mention the first. <laughs> then they bring up this a situation in which somebody mails it to you without asking if you want it. Mm-hmm. Who mailed? Are they just assuming that Amazon will just like give you gifts randomly, mail random you send you things, and be like? Uh, here, have Enchanted, and this person's like, fuck you! I'm bringing this to the blockbuster! <laughs> yep. Alright, this oh is the God. last one. Okay. And this is the longest one. Oh, oh, God. And this is from 2008 as well. It's the closest to the, the release. Oh, this person was angry. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You think I can... I don't know if I can say it all in one breath, but I'll try. You don't have to say it all in one breath. You can breathe. Adam raises this one notch above Disney's usual low-grade offerings. In Enchanted, Disney is content with shoveling us the same old shit and calling it sugar. I was hoping this would be a biting satire of the mouse's house's past fables, but instead they played it safe and only increased their (laughs) self-awareness. Yes, we know how silly the musical numbers were in the old cartoons, so let's ratchet up the camp level a little for this film, except for a bizarrely crude cleaning song parody involving NYC's vermin, amusing in concept and maybe initially, but like all the movie's good parts, the fun factor was quick and fleeting. I can't think of anything that makes this different from all the other cookie cutter sludge the company turns out every year. Disney really made it seem like they were going to town on all the soggy cliches clogging up the extensive family-friendly output, but it felt like I was expecting the star Sarah Silverman, though that would have been genius. Instead, we get James Marsden beginning to belt an over-the-top I've been dreaming of and then getting hit by a group of bicyclists in Central Park. That's, that's a, about it. That's the, the best, best part in the movie. All the scenes with McDreamy were snooth-worthy and highlighted the main problem of Enchanted. It's tone. The real scenes, the real-world scenes weren't crazy enough. In fact, where am I? I got lost by turning the page because I had to screenshot it twice. The real-world scenes weren't crazy enough. In fact, they tried to act like this was reality and not, you know... A fucking Disney production. No police or post-9-11 military personnel patrolling the city at all. Not a single person thinks about sending Amy Adams to a psychiatric ward, though that might have been too darkly comedic. It's either a total fantasy or not. You can't try to have it both ways. In the end, it's another dumbed-down kid flick. There are much worse injustices in this world, and if you're satisfied with that, then by all means, watch it with the whole Sunday school class. Boom. Wow. All right. Boom. First of all, someone was very angry. Very angry. Okay, <laughs> they're like, they're like, uh, Disney played it safe, buddy. It's Disney. It's a, it's a Disney movie. What the fuck do you think they're gonna do? Yeah. Listen, yeah. you want a biting satire of Disney movies? Watch fucking Shrek. Or watch Escape from Tomorrow. No, don't watch Escape from Tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, Shrek was made with the express intent of Jeffrey Katzenberg shitting on Michael Eisner and the Disney company. That mm-hmm. was why it was made. Like, you want you want satire? You can watch that. Disney is going to parody itself, but like, what? Is it going to be like, our movies fucking suck and uh, we're, uh, we're a giant corporation that's taking over your life? Like, yeah, they're not going to do that. Yeah. God. He had a lot to say. Yeah. He was, was very amazing. against it. Okay, I'm, I'm going back in. Hey, audience, remember last time when I told you about a crazy painting that was in CJ's house? I've noticed something else this week. They have... 
<laughs> and a breakdown poster of Randy Orton, famous wrestler. <laughs> that isn't the best part. It's not a full poster. It's just it. <laughs> it's like they printed out a giant photo but used many pages to print it. So each individual page has. It's just a collage to make one, one big Randy Orton poster. What I like about this is that it insinuates that whoever made this poster <laughs> sat down at the computer, made, made it to print in a giant dimension, and sat there as a bunch of pages if it helps, this 20 is also... 20 pages. 20 pages! This is publicly printed at the library. Oh my god! I'm glad you saved I think <laughs> saved what's the most ink. disturbing part of this Nancy portrait is her mouth is just slightly open, so it looks like she's about to she's say about something. She's about to say something. One day she probably will. God, CJ, if I'm here and she fucking talks... I'm leaving. It, that's, I'm, never, I'm never coming back. <laughs> Dude, I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> she's She knows me, okay? She knows she can probably find where I live. That's true. I'm gonna be sleeping and then I'm gonna yeah. wake she has up. Those eyes that follow you. Shut up, dude. I know. She had, there's life behind those eyes. There really is. I, I don't like it. Okay, I, I gotta stop looking at you her. You can't look at her. I can't look at her for too long. She stares at me this whole time. <laughs> Wrong video set. Open the box and it was Secretariat in Mandarin instead of Enchanted in Mandarin. <laughs> Amazon needs to work on their fulfillment. Maybe, maybe they should actually, you know, pay their workers a living wage and make sure they're able to, you know, take breaks. Talking to you, Jeff Bezos. Opening up your enchanted DVD. Very exciting to watch this biting satire. I, I thank you, Jeff Bezos, but I also like that he's just been our consistent antagonist throughout this podcast. Yes. We never saw who won. Who won our who won the contest? It was Katie. <laughs> Congratulations. It wasn't it year. wasn't a contest. Give a round of applause. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's it. That's all we have. That's all the one star reviews I read today. So, you know. How do we how do we feel about Enchanted? I love it. It's it was it was good. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> um, I did my in seventh grade, I think, for my lyrical classes dance recital. We danced to Ever Ever After, so like the beginning of the the song, I get like nervous and I'm like, oh, I gotta dance. <laughs> and I remember I was there was one part where all of the other girls like made like a little tunnel with their arms and I came through it and I was like <gasps> presenting. Wow. It was very cool. It was my one big moment. My our dance teacher was really cool. She would like try to give us all like our own little moments and that hmm, was mine. That's good. Yes, and I remember she told us one day. She was so cool. I I miss her. She told us one day, she was like, you know, I would always think that like all this fairy tale there's this is like all this fairy tale nonsense and like you know none of this stuff actually happens in real life and she also lives in New York too and she's like you know I'm walking through the New York streets and nothing magical ever happens she's like and then she's like literally a couple days ago I was crossing the street and this very handsome man 
looks at me and so genuinely says, you're stunning. And she's like, oh, and now I, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it, anything ever happened with that. But, you know, I just, thought, that's still nice. I just thought it was really nice because you know what? Magic does exist in a way. Yeah. We now need to decide what we're going to do with this movie. Because <sighs> you said something before we started recording that I wasn't so sure about. So we're here in our in our, in our little list. This is episode eight. Yeah. The eighth movie. Now, worst movie. It's still epic movie. And probably <laughs> will always be epic movie. However, I really like Enchanted. I guys. really like Enchanted. I'm, All nostalgia aside, I it's really a really like good movie. Enchanted. More, more than I really might. Do we Cox at the top? I, I really might. And you know what? I don't know. I don't, it might be the nostalgia talking, and it might not be as good. And it's not a straight up comedy like Dewey Cox was. But like, there's just something about this movie that just that brings joy to my heart. I can understand that, right? Yes. And I and I get the joy and the nostalgia. Yes. But when it comes boils down to it, it's it's the best comedy in 2007. Ugh. We're trying to figure I out. I think. And Dewey Cox, just remember back. We were, I at least was cackling. I, I left the table a couple he did times. Leave the table. He did like leave that the table. was just nonstop enjoyment. Yes. And it didn't need the nostalgia to do it. I still think, I would still fight that Dewey Cox is, is going to be number one. What's number two right now? Team and T? No. Tin and T? No. What's no, number two? Because. Listen, if it's going to be any of them, number one and number two is Dewey Cox and Enchanted. I, yes. I'll give. I yes, yes, yes. But I still think Dewey Cox is number one. I don't know. I don't know. If you want, because I don't want to. I don't want the tiebreaker to be Katie, because I know what Katie's yes, gonna say. We all know. So maybe we could put a poll up where yes. I have better odds of fighting my case. Okay, <laughs> we'll put up a poll. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. But I know right now you're biased. You came on yeah. for this episode. Oh no! Yeah, like I specifically, she specifically said. requested. <laughs> please Can let me come in on please Enchanted. Please be on Enchanted. <laughs> Give me five reasons right now, Alexa and Katie, why Enchanted should be number one. Go. Endearing, good story. One. Uh, it is a really good movie. Two. <laughs> Amy Adams is beautiful. Three. Patrick Dempsey plays like the best character in all of movie dumb. That was four. Last one. All of movie dumb. He's he's like okay. All of Disney movie dumb. I would say it's James Marsden. <laughs> but anyway. And the, the fifth one. Good music. All right. <laughs> My five is that Dewey Cox walk hard a Dewey Cox story. I'm gonna say that again. My five is that Walk Hard and Dewey Cox story had better music, better variety. Yeah, it, I think it did. I think, uh, what's her name that played, that from The Office, that played Pam? I can't remember her Pam. real name. You know, Pam, Pam is beautiful as well. All right? So it's Pam v. Amy Adams. They were both in The Office. Amy Adams was in the office? Mm-hmm. The first in the... season. She was the handbag, handbag lady. Oh my god. Yeah, and John Krasinski had a fling with her for a couple. So, my five, real quick. Dewey Cox had better music. Pam is also beautiful. Non-stop comedy. Uh, uh, we came in with no expectations and it set such a high bar. Really and I, I cried because some of the scenes, especially some of the sex scenes. That was, it was so funny. Was so bad. That's that would like mine right off without thinking too much. I will, you know what? I didn't give much criticism to this movie. I will give criticism in that it does drive me crazy. Movie musicals do this all the time. 
midway through the movie, they forget they're a musical. I will give it this. Maybe it, it might be intentional in this movie because it's like, oh, Giselle's accepting that she's in the real world, so she's not going to mm-hmm. sing as much. But I still want songs. I want more songs. So. Alan and Steven. Are we in agreement? We're going to let uh, social media have a poll we and decide. Let, yes, we will let the fans decide. We are handshaking right now we next to the microphone. Listen to the handshake. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't know. They don't need to touch our hands. <laughs> the deed is done. The deed is done. That was All a very right. uncomfortable handshake. Yeah. It, was very it worked. Upsetting. It worked. And uh, now it's time to wrap things up. Yes. CJ's roommates are in agreement, I guess. <laughs> and now it's time to wrap things up. <laughs> okay. Uh, so please let's pound them out. Pound them out. Alright, so please follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter, uh, every 2007 comedy. Tell us which one is better, Enchanted or Dewey Cox. Um, And also, please rate and review us on Apple because that's like how you kind of get more more listeners and how we spread the word. Spread the word! Tell people, tell your friends to listen to us. Uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, we are recently on Google. Hello! If you have any uh, feedback on how we can be better, you know, stuff you like, stuff you don't like, you want more of or less of, please let us know. We would love some criticism. Shoot us a DM. Again, punch me in the face. (laughs) Just do it. Um... Yeah, follow us. Thank you so much, Katie. Yeah, thank you, Katie. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for taking so many more notes than we have. That was incredible. In in movies. So many movies. We have not taken that many I think you've done more notes now than at least two of our movies combined. Oh, very serious question, Katie. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course. Are you excited for cats? Oh, my God. Okay. I could go on forever about cats, mainly because I do not like cats. Does anyone? But I'm interested to see how they're gonna pull this shit off especially i don't know if you guys know this there is an orgy scene in cats (laughs) (laughs) speaking from my from my well of musical theater knowledge cats does contain an orgy scene you're wait are you telling me that cats fucks cats fucks so i don't know if they're gonna put that in the movie and if they are we're gonna see taylor swift and rebel all of them them? no 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 it's an orgy scene all of them no 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 no, no, because i do know what that means that means that james corden cat is james corden cat fox james corden cat fox what's his fucking name but from tum tugger no 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 it's jason derulo (laughs) i don't remember because i don't care enough about cats to remember their name except rum tum tugger and mr mistopheles the magic cat i still call them rumper tum skins That's as good as we're So yeah, um, all those cats are gonna fuck. I don't know if it's gonna be on the movie or if they're just gonna cut it out. Oh my god. But I'm curious to see where they're gonna take it. Very exciting. I would love to get some, some, uh, consumer reviews from all of the people around us that have seen Cats once the time comes. Oh, yeah, of course. And get that on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you guys all for listening to us. Thank you, Gina Royale. Thank you, Gina Royale. For uh, the intro song, 20-something off her album, Yellow. Yeah, you got it, buddy. I did it. I did it. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Uh, Next episode, we continue on with our musical mania. Get fucking high. We have two choices. What are the two that are going to be? We only have two more? Yeah. Oh, fuck. 
We only have two. Say it. Fuck. Okay, Come on. so we you have we got hairspray. Mm-hmm. We got high school musical too. That's it, right? I think so. Isn't that it? I think. And then it's cat's time. And then it's cat's time. I can't believe it's coming up that quickly. <sighs> I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. I hope y'all are too. With the cats and dopey. <laughs> dopey fucks. <laughs> We'll see you in, back in 2007. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm never listening. I probably destroyed their day with that orgy fact. Oh, I can't believe Dopey fucks. <laughs> oh, 07.